I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are talking about the much-anticipated movie Barbie. One of them. The other is uh, obviously Oppenheimer, if if anyone's been following all the the hype about these two movies. Being released out. on the same day. Yes, yeah, being released on the same day, and they're basically the absolute opposites of each other. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, but um, we were going to talk about both these movies together for the lulls, but... Um, uh, we both decided that this that Barbie the, there was a lot to talk about here. There was a lot to break down. There was a lot to discuss here. So we were going to have them be their own separate episodes. And couldn't watch Oppenheimer yet. <laughs> need, need a bit more. Need a couple more days. I um, saw Oppenheimer yesterday, so I did see them in the same weekend. And my brain has been um, kind of mushy <laughs> from I the, bet. from this experience. A lot of emotions. Oh my um, gosh. So Barbie a movie to watch. That's five hours. It is. Uh, it's just they're all like kind of they're both dealing with kind of headier subjects. I mean, Barbie is a lot more fun, obviously, but it it was unexpectedly deep. Although I shouldn't say unexpectedly because obviously we know the director is Greta Gerwig. It's written by Greta and her husband Noah Baumbach. Like truly, there couldn't be like the higher expectations for everybody in the indie film world. Um, We previously talked about Greta's little woman as well. So that was like a big deal for us. And I think also Lady Bird prior to that. So big expectations coming from us and also from all the promotional material. Um, Emily, what is your relationship with Barbie, the brand? Um, don't have much of a relationship, honestly. I think any toys that I, any Barbie toys that I inherited, I think I got them from my older sister. Um, Nicole had quite a few, if you saw in the beginning um, of all the, I think it was like a Barbie ad or something in the beginning. And it had the Barbie with like the super long, like crimped platinum blonde hair. And she had like that psychedelic looking like pink green and blue dress on like like that mini dress Mm -hmm. um nicole had that barbie and uh, i remember playing (laughs) play i don't remember the barbies with with the hair but i remember putting that dress on other barbies um but no i mean we had like the barbie's dream house we had we had a, a lot of barbie toys and i remember playing with barbie um but like i don't remember going to the store and being like Oh my god, I want this Barbie, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't rem- I don't remember like having a Barbie that was my own, like that I went and picked out myself. Mm. It's it's possible it's possible that I did, but I just don't I don't remember that. I remember playing with Barbie and I remember like Barbie being a really big name um toy name when I was a kid, but just like never seeing one and being like that's my Barbie. I want that Barbie. It was just I had them. Yeah. What about you? 
I'm pretty sure that I had some Barbies on my own, and I remember having some sort of dream house, some sort of something, um, and maybe a car. And then, yep, yep. I th- yeah, I think I had a car. I think I too. had, yeah. I think I had a few. I think I, I didn't have like a lot of them. And I remember, I remember one was brunette, one was probably blonde. But you know, mm-hmm. this was mm-hmm. this was definitely all before. I think I, you know, before I was probably eight years old. You know, so it's yeah. kind of hard to remember exactly. I, I mean, I remember making them kiss. <laughs> oh, I remember for sure. that. Um, yeah, but you know, I think in general, sorry about that. Um I I have like a nostalgia like love for Barbies in the same way that I think a lot of other people do. You know, they were part of the dolls that I played with and I did understand the significance of Barbie even as a kid because it it's been a brand that's been around for um of course decades up to the point that we were playing with them. And I knew this. Like I think it's just kind of ubiquitous that Barbies are um, kind of one of those major nostalgia things that a lot of girls have played with. So, you know, in terms of like making a movie about the changing um, attitude toward Barbie, that really has like been reflected, especially in the last like 10 years with Mattel adding a lot of diverse Barbies and diverse bodies and things like that, that it's like really changed into a brand that is a bit more respected for not just being like perfect all the time you know yeah yeah for sure um i think i do have yeah i i kind of feel the same way now like i really like trixie mattel the drag queen and she really likes Mm -hmm. barbie so Mm -hmm. like i feel like i've kind of come to know more about barbie because of her like she has a video going through all of her collectible like um antique barbies that Uh that she's collected over time and so and then she goes through all the different decades and and barbie has quite an amazing history and and yeah i yeah definitely with this movie and with the knowledge that i've learned about barbie over the past couple of years it's definitely been interesting to kind of see like the intention of what barbie was and then kind of like that message kind of getting warped or you know spun on its head where it's like sure Barbie's a woman and she can have be any career she can do anything women can do anything but like yeah there's always like the image portion of it like not everyone looks like Barbie Mm -hmm. and so it's like and so it needs it needs an update it needs a it needs a facelift to say (laughs) the brand the brand does yeah Um, and this movie was not that you need a facelift no (laughs) this movie was like celebrating womanhood in general and I don't think there's like any other way of putting it. It it it's like an emotional experience watching this as a woman, especially in America, watching this movie this that's about being a woman. You know, like it's it's kind of like so wrapped up in, in itself in that way that you get to watch Barbie as she questions like, what am I even really like made for anymore? And that's, like, the questions we were asking beforehand and seeing that, like, oh, Barbie does have a place in this this era of feminism that we live in today. And how is that expressed in a in a movie where Margot Robbie is the lead? And, it, and it's, it's just remarkable. Like, it's an achievement, this movie. I just, 
I enjoyed it so, so much. I have to just, I have to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It was really good. Um, I really enjoyed it. It kind of gave me like Josie and the Pussycats type, type of feel where it's like very meta. meta. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like making, it's, it's making fun of things. It's, it's really making you think about kind of the problems that are, <laughs> that are in this world. Um, and yeah, and a lot of that being geared towards women and then even kind of like the the problem that we're having with like toxic masculinity and men as well mm-hmm. like it's it's like we kind of have like there, there's no perfect world like things are going to be imperfect things are going to have its problems and like and the movie starts out like with us being in barbie land and they're like well since the invention of barbie the world's perfect like it mm-hmm. the 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 there was a reality world and then there was a Barbie land world. Yeah. And and the two worlds kind of like affected each other a little bit. Um Barbie land mostly affected the the reality world. Um the real world. And you know, the Barbies re- went around thinking that everything was perfect. Like the Kens were it, it was kind of a fl- it was a flipped it was a matriarchy. A matriarchy. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. A matriarchy. And so, like, the Kens were just kind of, like, the minority, and they just kind of did things for the Barbies, basically. And then once once Ken gets over to the real world and sees that, I, I thought it was very interesting what they did with Ken. Like, I, I didn't really know anything <laughs> about this movie. I barely watched, like, I maybe watched one trailer, and the trailer does not tell you much. Like, it really kept a lot of stuff out. Yeah. Like, I did not... <laughs> I did not have any idea what this movie was was going to be about. I knew there was going to be a weird Barbie with, like, Kate McKinnon. I'd be like, okay, she's going to have some interesting things to tell us. Um, Barbie's going to go to the real world, and she has flat feet. Like, there's just, it's kind of, like, hard to explain. And I think, like, it's mostly like she's being destabilized in some way, so she has to, like, figure out why. And that's the, that's what happens. Yeah, and just Ken bringing a patriarchy to Barbie Land was, oh God, it was. <laughs> Ryan Gosling, like, straight up. It was like so good. It, every word that came out of his mouth in his, like, California beach accent, like, it was so funny and so silly and just, like, really earnest at the same time and... Him just, like, being so subservient to Barbie and just, like, waiting for Barbie to look at him all the time. And just, like, you know, when he was, when he was like, at the, like, Barbie hospital and his arm was broken and they were, like, looking at him and they were, like, oh, you know, um, it's going to be just fine, Ken. And then Barbie's, like, you're doing, you're doing such a great job, Ken. You're being so brave. And he's, like, oh, really, really, Barbie? You know, like, he's just, like so happy that she's even like talking to him and it yeah and he says in the beginning that like his day he can't he doesn't even have a good day unless barbie like gives him (sighs) gives him a a second of attention like it's it's just so and that's and that's the really great thing about this movie is that we're not only talking about like the purpose and like the um the evolution of barbie but like also about ken like ken Mm -hmm. 
it's they bring up a really great point that it was always like Barbie and Ken, but like and and stereotypical Barbie just doesn't she doesn't have a career. She doesn't have she doesn't have that extra thing that's like mm-hmm. veterinarian Barbie, astronaut Barbie, like mm-hmm. Barbie this, Barbie that. Like she doesn't have that extra adjective yeah, <laughs> to her right. to herself. Yeah, she's to like define who she is. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw that Greta Gerwig said that it's kind of an opposite Adam and Eve situation with Ken and Barbie because, you know, Eve was made from Adam's rib. And it's in this case, uh, Ken was made like for Barbie, you know, like it's like a totally like in that explains the world entirely, you know. And so it's like. So it's like Ken is like the villain for a little bit. Yeah, but then but he's, but, he's... Th- but then he kind of turns into like, you know, misunderstood and like a little yeah. bit like th- there's a little bit of like, there needs to be communication there. Like it's not it's not all it's not all black and white. There's there's definitely exactly. definitely some gray in there. Yeah, and I did not expect that to be that they were going to go back to Barbie Land after they went to L.A. and like it was definitely a. You know, you try not to think about it too hard, but you're watching it and the themes are very obvious. Like, they're not really subtle at all. And I can see that some criticism of this movie would be, oh, they're really hitting you on the head with what you're supposed to know about the scene, what you're supposed to get from the scene, right? But that's all in the comedy. It, I would argue part of the comedy is is saying it out loud instead of saying it subtly, right? Like, they're, yeah, they're not subtle. Feel- this didn't feel like hand-holding in any way. This felt very intentional. Um, exactly. That's a, that's yeah. a good point. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. I mean, we're only 13. This was a part of the strategy. This was Greta's strategy. Yeah. Um, She's like, really, really punch him in the face with the message here. <laughs> yeah. It's really enjoyable, like, to see all the different Barbies, a lot of these actors and actresses that we've been seeing for the past like you know several years in their own um popular pop culture uh tv shows mostly and movies um and they've just all conglomerate conglomerated in this movie so when you see them pop up you're just excited to see the actor like in this movie you're like oh my god they're a barbie they're a ken like you know, um, Chuti Gartwa, who was in, like, Sex Education, and also Emma Mackey from Sex Education, and also that other guy from Sex Education, <laughs> and, you know, like, Dua Lipa, and John Cena, and um, Sharon Rooney, who's in one of my favorite shows, um, what is it, My Mad Fat Diary. I love her so much. Um, I mean, I just loved seeing all of these different various actors being different Barbies and Kens. Yeah, I love that too. I didn't know Dua Lipa was in this movie. She was oh Mermaid Barbie. Oh, she was Mermaid Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. And the John Cena. Oh my God, he looked insane as Merman Barbie. Merman as Ken. Merman. As Merman Ken. Oh my God. I couldn't. I couldn't. And Michael Sarah as Alan was just big highlight. Amazing. He was a I, my favorite. My favorite joke of the whole movie was when he was like. I'm not the only Alan. There, there were more Alans. All like in sync. All of in sync. Those are all Alans. All Alans. <laughs> I just <laughs> my favorite favorite line. 
Oh my god, it was so good. Honestly, just like the the jokes. I don't, I can't even like. <laughs> I can't. Even you have like, to watch it again just to like catch a joke. We again, we had a very noisy child next to us. No, but luckily Emily, they were. No. We, Alessandra, I don't know what to tell you. This is why I don't like going to the movies anymore. This is horrible. It's horrible for me. It's a horrible experience for me every time. Um, Okay. They were a bit easier to tune out because the parents were kind of on top of them being like, shh, you know, shush, 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 shush. Like, try to keep them quiet. But, like, at the last, like, 30 minutes of the movie, this kid was just like, mommy, 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 daddy, daddy, daddy. And then finally the dad, like, took took him out. Like, I don't know if it was, it was just, but it was just, oh my god! We're like, please, just take this child out of this theater. And the like, end we was... were at a theater. Ugh. We're at a theater in a mall. Like, you could have just, you could just not br- not bring the kid in here at all. Like, <laughs> that's horrible. I'm again, so sorry. Again, PSA: If you have a kid <laughs> who can't handle sitting in a movie, see the movie. I I understand you want to see the movie when it's early out. I understand. I understand you do. But you have a kid. You have responsibilities. <laughs> you have, you you need to be empathetic towards other people trying to enjoy this movie. Take your rambunctious child at a time when no one else is really in the theater. Like when the movie's almost out of the theater. Okay? It's good advice, Emily. Thank you. Just, just a suggestion. A strong yeah. suggestion. <laughs> Goodness. For people who go see these movies, for my job. This is my job. <laughs> exactly. So goodness gracious! All <laughs> I'm right, really continue. sorry. My the movie ending. experience was fantastic. If if you were wondering, um, everyone, I was in a full theater and everyone was dressed up. I dressed up. I made a dress that looked exactly like Barbie's dress in the intro. It was one of the best dresses I've ever made, and I looked. I mean, I was so happy that it only took me a day to make. I even had like the pleats. And I discovered a day. I discovered oh Emily that the what? so okay, the costumes in this were fucking amazing. Obviously, yes, uh, Jacqueline Duran was the um, brilliant, brilliant costume designer. Um, truly, I discovered so the front of the dress is made of like it's made of like box pleats, and it's it's a pink gingham fabric, which is like. Um, almost like plaid, right? It's kind of, it's just checks. And this, yeah. around this dress has like all of the plaid um, box pleats are all aligned in a big circle skirt. It's kind of hard to explain over di- like this medium, this audio medium. But basically, it's kind of impossible to make a circle skirt because I did it where all the checks are aligned because it's it's a fabric mm. when you make a circle you can't have it all it, it you know it has angles cuz it's yeah in a grid where the you know for this particular dress they printed the fabric i'm just guessing because i couldn't find anything about it obviously the only way you would know this is if you're trying to make this dress all of the the like checks are aligned in a giant circle that they probably had to print specific fabric for in order to make it as like ex- to the exact dimensions of Margot Robbie's body and also to have the checks radiate radiate out from the center um i can't imagine how big that pattern piece was that they had to print 
specifically for that dress. Um, but you know, it's, it was, I'm just saying, I think it's fucking great. And I, you know, I see you and I see the work that you did for this movie. And it just makes that ever so slightly more perfect, you know? No, definite Oscar nomination has need like need need like the nomination needs to be needs to be given. This was the costumes were so good. Um I liked her little uh her little plaid outfit that she wears that she wears when she comes back and it's like and it's the Ken the Ken Kendom land. <laughs> oh, the blue one. Yeah, the blue and pink the blue, one. The blue, pink, and green one. Yeah, oh, and it's got so like a cute. structure to it. I just wanted to bring up the Birkenstocks. Mm. Like the Bir- the Birkenstocks the- were like the <laughs> the like real the, world the the symbolic yes the symbolic <laughs> representation of like the real woman the real woman shoe yeah um so good finding the truth like it's like women like- who want to know the truth wear Birkenstocks <laughs> the the signs like okay Barbie have a great time leaving and finding out what's wrong with you so you don't have to have cellulite. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Can we just like talk about Kate McKinnon real quick? <laughs> um, unexpected hero, like truly, like oh my god, like she's so funny. Kate McKinnon's character. I thought she was gonna just be like this weird, like side character that we see once and then like she never comes back up again. But like she really comes back. They really give these side these side like these side characters don't don't get as much as Barbie, obviously. But but like. Th- they're memorable. Like these are memorable side Barbies that like we see in this movie. And Kate McKinnon is just she's the MVP. Like her her, her and, weird house. Her and Alan. And her just... pooping her pooping dog. <laughs> and Alan. <laughs> Cause she knows what it's like to be like a not perfect Barbie, right? And so it's like oh, we connect with her because she's more, like, realistic. She's more like a human. She's not perfect. Like, we are. You're all not perfect. And you're, say- you're like, watching it and you're, like, decoding and understanding that, like, oh, even though she's kind of got a lot of weird stuff going on, she's still got her own positives, too. And she can, like, not be deprogrammed, like, de- be programmed to, like, you know, go along with the Kens. When when yeah, they like brain, need to. brainwashed. Yeah. Yeah, get brainwashed. Um Yeah, really funny. Very I mean, I love the dancing and the number and like all the dance numbers. That dance numbers with all the Kens in the end when they were doing like the dance fighting was like one of the best things I've ever seen. It was like old Hollywood. It reminded me of you know, like a of Fred like West Side movie. Story. <laughs> yeah, West Side Story. Oh my god, yes. Uh, yeah, West Side Story mixed with like fucking a, a yeah Fred Astaire like Gene Kelly like just just full on ninety five percent movie that's just that's just dancing ninety five percent dancing. I mean, I'm not gonna complain. I love it. I love it. Oh, it was great. It was so good. It was so great. <laughs> it was so much better than I like. I I had expectations, but like. I was really trying to go into this without any kind of like thought, like I, because I we want it to be good, 
So when things are anticipated, you know, and then they fall short, you're like sad about it. But this was even better than I thought, you know, and I think like most people are acting like that. And it's, so it's like really, really exciting. I'm just excited when, when movies are good and it just, it feels like, like a turning point for like, it's, it's a, to me, an encapsulation of what feminism is today. Like, understanding where we came from, like, with Ruth and making Barbie for her daughter to, like, today and what Barbie means today and what that means to be a woman and how we relate to men in society. It's it's so much. It's all of those things. And it's building on the feminism of the waves of feminism from the past, you know, 120 years and getting to this point to understand that like a woman like Greta Gerwig could make the highest grossing female led box office domestic, you know, weekend ever. It's, it's pretty incredible, you know, like you, we have to like keep going and understanding that more people can see this movie and like, their takes on it matter and like men seeing this movie especially is really important obviously too and kind of understanding their their the people around them and you know men just like have a completely different view on the world than women do and like this was just such a specific way of viewing the world from a woman's perspective that you just like do not see very often and that not as many people are seeing, you know, this is a lot of people are seeing this movie. So, you know, it's really important in that way. Well, yeah. And not only did, did Ken's character, Ken's character evolving kind of surprised me, like Will Ferrell's character kind of surprised me too. I think going into this movie, I thought that how the story was going to go was like, Barbie was going to accidentally end up in the real world and kind of like, and kind of, so in the movie, Barbie has already affected the real world. Like that, that that's 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 the world that we are dropped in. Barbie's been invented. Barbie's mm-hmm. in the real world. Barbie has already had an effect on the real world. I kind of thought this movie was gonna be like Barbie. Barbie and all of Barbie kind are in Barbie land, but like they haven't affected the world yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, and then she, and then because because I I don't think I understood that Mattel, like the company Mattel and and Will Ferrell worked at Mattel, like, mm-hmm. was the CEO of Mattel. Um, I thought he was just, like, the CEO of just, like, some big company who was going to make a lot of money off of Barbie. Like, oh, this this hot blonde woman has, like, just come to the real world and, like, yeah. she's going to make us a lot of money. Like and she's going to, like, splash. she's, she's, she's going to become super... Yeah, she's going to become super popular. Yeah. Like, It like was that. not Splash. It was not like that at all. It was definitely not that. So then, so Will Ferrell's character is like, I don't think I've seen Splash. Yeah, it's, Um, it's born hot yesterday. She appears out of the water. She's a mermaid. She falls in love with Tom Hanks. That's the movie. (laughs) That's the movie. That's the movie. Yeah. It's horrible. I'm sorry if you like Splash. It's bad. Okay. It's bad. It's also to serve men, right? And this movie is not to serve men. It's absolutely not to serve men. Um, so Will Ferrell's character kind of intrigued me too because you know when you first meet him, you know the, he understands that there's a situation like oh a Barbie's landed on in the real world again. 
Like, we're going to need to fix this. Um, and, and like, and he's dedicated to going back to Barbie land and kind of like fixing things and putting things back the way, even though Ken had gone back, started the patriarchy and like Ken, Ken merchandise was coming out. Like mm-hmm. his, 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 his weird thing. Dude, dude bro thing. Yeah. The mojo dojo <laughs> casa house. We're selling in the real world because he we're selling. It. Yeah, and so one of the corporate guys says that he was like, "Why do we care? His stuff is selling." And he and Will Ferrell's like, "No, this is not what Barbie. Like, this is not what Barbie." And then I was like, "That's such an interesting. Like, I didn't yeah. think Will Ferrell's character would kind of go that route because, like, you'd think that he was just a money grabbing, a money grabbing CEO. Um, but um, so that was interesting. His motivations were interesting." That but like, sequence of her running away from all of the men in suits in the cubicles to the like yeah. Charlie XCX song was yeah so much fun. Like they infused really the fun. real world with that really kooky comedy and like kind of we like it. You know, people don't act like that, so it was kind of like interesting because even in the real world. These, like, men in suits were just kind of faceless men in suits that also just acted like they were just, like, a conglomerate, like, cartoon characters almost, you know? Like, and so... Yeah, they didn't didn't act right. (laughs) No, they did not. Like, all of them just did. And I think that's better because, like, Mattel does not want to be seen as, like, the evil ones, right? So, in a way, I mean, obviously, Mattel doesn't have... Like they're the ones who chose to let this movie go because they want, they want to look good too. They want to be like, well, we we can understand that having like a whole male staff would look really bad, but they don't actually have that. They have women on their staff, just like any other company. But they even have a li- even more because they make Barbie. But um, they were like, yeah, you can make fun of us. That's fine. <laughs> And you know what? Good on you, Mattel. I know. Good on you. You got to watch the documentary Tiny Shoulders, which I watched several years ago. That's all about their trying to like rebranding and making Barbie um, more inclusive. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I saw it a while back. I thought it was interesting, but I didn't know that this movie was going to be coming out. So it kind of changes things. Shoulders rethinking Barbie. Just pulling it up on IMDb. Oh, it's on Hulu. Yeah, I think that's where I watched it. Um, I recommend it. It's very cute. It's it's like not a very like um like expensive documentary or anything. It's not like it's really produced. It's just like walking and talking to all the people who work at Mattel and um, Mattel headquarters down in El Segundo. So a lot of them live yeah. in, in the South Bay. And you're like, oh, you see their houses and they live like in Manhattan Beach. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Look, all these people that influence Barbie uh, are, you know, in our in our neck of the woods. Yeah, they're uh, they're they're my neighbors, per se. Mm-hmm. Well, you used to be. <laughs> yeah, that's also like what Greta was saying in a lot of interviews. She was like, when, you know, why they put that really emotional sequence at the end with Ruth. And I cried at it. I was so emotional. Was that 
all the people in this in that made the movie um contributed various home videos to that end bit and it's all about what your relationship to barbie is when you're a kid your relationship to your mother and your relationship to a doll and like what you make of it right and yeah barbie is made by people barbie's not just like a conglomerate i mean she is an icon but it's like she was made by a person. She was made by Ruth to embody her own daughter, to give her her daughter a doll. And you, when you really, like, get down to what, what she represents and who she is, like, she has a beautiful start and a, you know, kind of a interesting, wavy history, obviously. And it's all about the emotions that you have towards being a child and, like, what it means to be a woman um the relationship yeah, and she's still she's still learning and growing too exactly she's still she's not even like she's not done learning and growing because she's an icon right she'll she'll never be done um and that's why i also loved america ferrera and her daughter as well because they represent that that part of the story that is really like the the empowerment side of like of being a woman right and and having a mother and it's perfect because you know Greta's like I mean with Lady Bird and also with Little Women like a relationship with your mom is like a lot of what Greta's stuff is about so um it was wonderful yeah and I heard uh Sasha um America Ferreira's daughter is her and her and her friends were kind of supposed to represent the brats, the brats dolls. Oh my god! Kind of. <gasps> That's amazing. Came out, oh my came, god! Came out after Barbie, which I remember. I, I think I remember like going to stores. Yeah, I had a few. I had a few brats dolls. Um, and I remember really liking them. That they're just so weird looking. Um, I only had one because kind of. They were they, they were so ridiculously shaped that you're like okay I mean no one can look like these weird alien bobble bobblehead <laughs> bobbleheads really, on sticks with their big like, lips like they were crazy yes big lips their non-existent noses their stub feet like you had to had pop their eyes. shoes on yeah and their anime eyes were just they and they but they had such cool clothes they were so cool <laughs> yeah uh-huh. oh goodness. Yeah, I don't, don't remember having having brats. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, and I and I think Sasha Sasha was was one of the names of the Bratz dolls. Yes, um, she was. I think I had that one. I'm pretty sure I had that doll. Let me look up the Bratz. I think I had Jade, um, and probably who was the blonde one? Chloe, probably. That sounds like a Chloe. Chloe sounds like a blonde name. It's probably because because of that. <laughs> the blonde one's always Chloe. I mean, it's such a blonde name. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Oh, I need their names. I need to know who what their names are. Oh, so I goodness. teared up a lot during this movie. I teared up at the very beginning because okay. it was so like I was so excited, and I also teared up when. Barbie was um, sitting at the bus stop and the old lady was next to her and she told her she was beautiful. Um, that was so, such a nice moment. And then, of course, I she turned like, up at like, the end. I know. 
Yeah. It was just... So cute. It was so much... I mean, I cried. Like, my face was so wet <laughs> at the end of the movie. <laughs> I was like... Alessandra. It was so sweet. I mean, you throw in that beautiful song and the, like, the montages and what, like, Barbie means. But also... It's a doll, and but it's it's more yeah, like that's nice. Playing, I didn't you know? I didn't really understand what the montage was for at the end. I was like, okay, I don't really know who these people are, <laughs> but, like, but I was like, it's cute. But it's nice to know that it was that it was um, the employees of Mattel. No, it was in the filmmakers or, as well. Or, yeah, the filmmakers. Yeah, yeah, all the people who who made the movie. Um, yeah, yeah. I just like. I'm, and like personally, like Barbie is just like a she's a she's a brand to me, and you can't really divorce that. Obviously, brands are it's hard because you you want to be like, oh, this is a movie, but you know they people get really really touchy about like, oh, this brand is promoting this thing, and like it's mixing and mingling. Like NASA posted a, a post today that. You know, Barbie's been to a space. Her and uh, another Barbie have both been to space. And there's a picture of them up in ISS with the, you know, Earth in the background. And people are, you know, commenting like, oh, you know, the corporates have gotten to you, you know, like marketing is working really hard. And it's like, well, these Barbies are influencing girls to become astronauts and it's true. Like, you see that Barbie is an astronaut, and you can be an astronaut, too. And a lot of people would be like, yeah, I, you know, I played with my astronaut Barbie, and then I became an astronaut. Like, you you really, <laughs> you you can't, like, underestimate how much, how important it is to, like, see some representation, even if it's just, like, a doll, you know? Yeah, and I mean, you also can't blame companies for wanting to ride the wave of the of of the hype that is the Barbie movie. I'm actually surprised. So also really funny about this movie was that um and maybe this is just this is just something about Birkenstocks the company, but at the end of the movie Barbie is wearing pink Birkenstocks. Oh, she and- is Yes, and Casey had been seeing on Instagram just like tons of like just pink but they didn't say barbie they didn't say anything it was just ads that said that was the get these birkenstocks perfect perfect color for summer and they were pink and they were the ones that barbie was wearing in the movie that's amazing but i was like i was like miss opportunity (laughs) put barbie on there because like i totally thought birkenstocks like just had had something to do with the Barbie movie because they were all over the place. They were all over the movie. And, you know, maybe they just don't need it. I mean, now because of the movie, they'll see pink, people will see pink Birkenstocks and be like, oh my god, Barbie had those. I want them. Like, everything pink just... is Barbie. Like, everyone sure. is wearing pink. Like, I'm not I'm not even, like, I'm not even, like, Emily, seriously, I live in the middle of a city. People are wearing pink everywhere. It's like, it's like a pink town right now. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm in downtown, so, like, I see people outside. We're pin the town wearing... red? Nuh-uh-uh. We're yeah. painting the town pink, bitches. People are wearing pink. They're going, like, around the movies. It's like, 
people just wearing pink everywhere. It's so exciting. I love it. I don't even like pink. I'm like, whatever. I, I mean, I, it's great. I love it. <laughs> you know what? I love this. I love this Barbie movement. Let's, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Uh, seriously. It's a, it's a movement. It's, it's really important. That's like, oh, feel it, feel it inside. I want to sing like the song that they sang in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, the soundtrack was really good. It was, it was very fun. I did not cry, but I did, I did feel the things that I was meant to be feeling during like, I think I felt the most emotional during, uh, right before the montage when Barbie was just like talking to Ruth in, um, in that blank space area. Mm -hmm. And she was, you know, kind of like asking to become human. Um, and Ruth is just like, you don't need my permission. Like, you're Barbie. You do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> be she, if you want to be human. She gets in the real world and she she goes to the gynecologist. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that really, like, I'm not surprised that it happened. I think I'm still kind of, like, trying to process this movie. Because, like, I did just see it last night. Mm-hmm. And and then we immediately got home and watched X-Files because we thought that it was going to go off of Hulu. Um, but, but I think it's staying cause, cause I, I think the little, the little countdown went away. Um, so, but we've been like trying to watch X-Files episodes like crazy, but, um, <laughs> oh, so <no>. like, <laughs> God, that's stressful. But, <laughs> it's very, very stressful. <laughs> so like, so I haven't really sat and like thought about this movie, but like, I, I just, I know I liked it. Like, I know I enjoyed it. Um, but um, uh, my mind's been a little, a little all over the place. I'm a, I'm a little anxiety Barbie over here. Mm-hmm. Um, Your depression Barbie, okay? Do you remember that fucking depression <laughs> Barbie commercial in the movie? They <laughs> called us out, Emily. They called us out. They were like, "Oh, you're probably home watching BBC's Pride and Prejudice," and I was like, "Oh fuck!" I literally watched Pride and Prejudice the night before. That doesn't mean. <laughs> does not mean you are depressed i know but just the Uh, relatable it was like oh oh your friend got engaged oh my god you're mindlessly scrolling like it was so funny oh loved it you get you get a bag of candy and eat the whole thing in one sitting i mean i just (laughs) i just i just do that (laughs) it's your anxiety it's anxiety um, I'm going to read some trivia because there's some good stuff. Um, composer uh, Mark Ronson. Oh, yeah. Let's take a break. Real quick. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Okay, we are back. Um, the composer was Mark Ronson, who is a longtime DJ composer. He's made a lot of songs, um, Valerie, Uptown Funk, and the like. Um, very exciting to see him as a composer, and it was really well done. Um, it says he wrote the song I'm Just Ken largely as a joke and recorded a demo for Greta Gerwig, not seriously expecting it to be included. However, she liked the song, and when she shared it with Ryan Gosling, he felt so strongly that it added to the character of Ken. He successfully advocated it <laughs> for it to be a musical number in the film. Ronson remarked that he was amazed how much Gosling's interpretation of the song improved upon its the original intent. Oh, that's nice. And according to Ryan Gosling, he accepted the role of Ken after seeing his daughter's Ken doll lying face down in the mud next to a squished lemon. He took a shot of the doll in the lemon and sent it to Greta Gerwig saying, I shall be your Ken. His story must be told. <laughs> Ken's story needed to be told. I am Knuff. Like that jacket he was wearing was... Yes, I was seeing that on Instagram too, and I was like, "Oh, this probably has something to do with Barbie," but I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the reference yet. <laughs> um, it also says that Alan and Midge are supposed to be married. Who's played yes, by Emerald so, Fennel? So in the original, so in the original, um, yeah, when the original dolls were released, yeah, that was that was their, um, what was it called? That's their backstory. Is that oh. yeah, Alan and Alan oh and Midge? I got there's a there's a large thing. thing here. It says, okay, the doll is infamous. Midge's doll is infamous for having been controversial back when she was released. The doll was accused of promoting teen pregnancy, although she's an adult, for, and for seemingly being an unwed single mother. Even though Midge had gotten married to Ken's friend Alan in 1990, um, they weren't really sure. And the box for Midge and Baby Baby lacked a cutout of Alan in the back, making it seem like she was unmarried and pregnant. <laughs> oh, oh my god! And they had to like paint her silver wedding band to make it more noticeable. Oh god! Oh, I mean, of course we love Oscar winner Emerald Fennel. So thank you. Yes, love that. Let's see. Um... Uh, Simu Lu plays an Asian variant of Ken in the film. Though he's not based on a specific Ken, the first Asian Ken doll to be released was in 2011 with the collector's edition Japan Ken, also known as Samurai oh. Ken, and included oh, as part God. of the Dolls of the World series. Not only was he the first oh. Asian Ken, he was also the first and so far only Ken to be included in the Dolls of the World, which was a previously a Barbie-only line. Oh my God. <laughs> I like oh, oh god no. I, I just my my heart hurts for that piece of trivia. <laughs> I just want to like this slightly like, I want to throw up now like that's like uh, oh god. I did it's love seeing like, the little 2012 Alessandra 2011. Yeah. 2011 even worse. 2011 it it's, took till 2011 to make a Oh, An Asian Ken doll? Yeah, I know. I know. It's messed up. I mean, Simu Named was... Samurai Ken? Oh. <laughs> God. It's damn so it. bad. It's so bad. 
that's so bad. Like I'm getting secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> Dude, they we have been here for all oh their mistakes. God. Okay, all all of them. Oh my god. I wanna like just I wanna apologize to everyone. <laughs> okay. Uh, Let's look at the plot keywords for this. Or any other uh trivia? No, you can you can go ahead. Okay, okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, star, uh, plot, plot, plot keywords. Here we go. Barbie, patriarchy, based on toy, self-discovery, and doll. Oh, that's amazing. Patriarchy. That's, that's the movie. Oh, I love that. Yeah. My oh. other favorite line from this movie was, um, was when, uh, Barbie and Ken, uh, approach the construction workers and... And she's like, I don't have a vagina, and and he doesn't have a have a penis, yeah. and he's like, we don't have any genitals, and then he's like, I have all the genitals. <laughs> I don't, I can't. I just just says so defensively, Ken. I have all the genitals. <laughs> Margot is such a. Such a queen that it cannot be understated. Like she, she rocks. Like I love her so much. Um, I've loved her forever. Everything she's in, I'm just like, yes, I love you. Uh, hope she gets a nomination for the Oscars this year. Hope Ryan Gosling gets a nomination. Hope everything gets a nomination for this movie. This movie needs many, many nominations oh my goodness okay this movie got an 80 meta score with 61 positive reviews five mixed reviews and one negative oh there's five 100s the lowest we've got here is a 25 from the new york post jesus um the packaging of barbie is a lot more fun than the tedious toy inside the box I think they're um, more of like a right wing um, paper, so that kind of checks out. The New York Post. I think so. Okay. Well, no one asked you, Johnny. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, let's. See. I'm gonna read one of the mixed reviews, the Time one, because it's the longest one. Um, it's true that Barbie does many of the things we've been promised. There is much mocking and loving of Barbie, and plenty of skewering the suits, but none of those things make it subversive. Instead, it's a movie that's enormously pleased with itself, one that has a cut that has cut a big slice of perfectly molded plastic cake and eaten it or pretend to eaten it too. Um um all right. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Still think it's better than that little blur, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read the Vanity Fair 70. There's plenty in Barbie to be delighted by, even moved by. I have no doubt that the film will be a massive hit. Cheered for turning a cynical IP project into a loopy treatise on being. But the movie could maybe have been a bit stickier, more probing and indelible, if it had reigned in some of its erratic energy and really figured out what it wanted to say. I think it I think it knew what it wanted to say. That wasn't that wasn't the issue here. And also, 
like we were saying, it was pretty obvious about the things it was trying to say, and it was trying to let you kind of interpret the whole dynamics in the end yourself, right? Like, even though they were kind of like, especially with America Ferreira's monologue, kind of like really hammering the fact that being a woman is really hard. But it's just, it's more than that, right? So it's like, it's got a lot of layers. It's got a lot of different dynamics going on. And it's not black and white. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This movie got a lot of 80s. Mm. Um, and not too many 100s. I thought we were going to have to, going to have to count them. I'll count them anyway. One, They're five. two, three, four, five. Five of them. Mm-hmm. I'll read the consequence one, and you can pick one of the 100s. Okay. From my brother's coworker, Liz. Barbie is a magic trick, a stellar example of a filmmaker taking a well-established bit of corporate IP and using it to deliver a message loudly and clearly that Greta Gerwig's third solo film as a director also manages to be a giddy, silly, and hilarious time is essential to its power, and the challenge of its... This review is thus trying to explore how the magic trick works while preserving that flat-out awe I have at what it achieves. The 91. Thank you, Liz. Very nice. Um, I'm going to read the Boston Globe. Mm. 100. Um, Barbie knows it can be construed as a giant Mattel commercial. Look at how it highlights Barbie's outfits by having them stop in midair for product identification or how even the discontinued Barbies have houses in Barbie land. That self-awareness is part of the charm, along with the clever way the plot unfolds and the genuine love Gerwig has for her characters. Oh. Very true. So cute. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, I'm so glad that we have seen this now. I just feel... I'm I'm just so excited it's out there in the world. You know... A lot of people have seen you it. You know, this, the world, the world needed this movie, <laughs> especially right about now. Um, yeah. You know what we need? We need, um, we need a uh, trans Barbies. That's what we need. Well, there was, um, uh, one trans Barbie who was an actress in this movie. I know. I saw. Was that, uh, was that Hari, Hari Neff? Yes. And I think there's also, like, a collectible version of, um, what's her name? Uh, the actress on Orange is the New Black. She has a Barbie as well. Um. Oh. Who is, who's that? Oh, you know, uh, Laverne Cox. Oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. yes but yes. I don't know if you can buy that Barbie. I'm sure you can probably buy it somewhere, but, um, you know, oh. they make Barbies of a lot of people, so. I think she was, she, she was, was the first Barbie? trans Barbie. Oh, because they've started, because they've started like making making Barbies off of like live like live people. Because well, I, I, mean, I know Trixie did... got a Barbie, I believe. Yeah, I mean they did do that when we were growing up too. But I think that they've like really oh. stepped it up, and now there's like there's more. There's all sorts. Oh, okay, of people. I didn't. I didn't. Well, I know they used to do them for like for like really famous people. Like, yeah, I think they're doing them for like not as famous people now. You know, I, yeah. I think I, I had a yeah. friend who had a, I think she had a, um, uh, Britney Spears Barbie. I remember that one. 
Yes, I remember having um the Spice Girls Barbie. Mm. Uh, we had um. We had. Oh, what was her name? There was Ginger. There was Baby. There was Sporty. There was Scary. Scary, we had scary Spice. <laughs> nice. We had Scary Spice. Um. And we had, like, I don't think this was Barbie brand because his joints didn't quite work the same, but we had, like, a Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. in sync doll. But I think he was, he wasn't, he wasn't Mattel. He was, like, something else. A.K.A. Alan. Um, <laughs> yeah, Alan, exactly. No, he was Alan. It's was really Alan. Um, um, a, a testament to Ryan Gosling, who was on the... Um, now he's got his own Barbie where all of his other, uh, you know, famous friends in the Mickey Mouse Club already had their own Barbies, like Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. And, and it's his turn now. Yeah. It's like how everyone how everyone needs to have a Pop Funko. Now everyone needs to have a Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's good. Oh, goodness. Well, this movie's really great. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go see it. If we haven't spoiled it too much for you, obviously. Um, but uh, it's a it's a fun time. It's, it's fun really time. fun. It's so funny. I'll definitely watch this movie again once it gets on a streaming service. Um, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Is that all we have to say about Barbie? Unfortunately... I could talk about this movie forever, but we do have to end the podcast. We do. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and IMDb. We are also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. If you want to email us, please do that at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to follow our social media, we have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Just search Abba the Popcorn or Abba the Popcorn Podcast. And we also have merch. So please check that out. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. But thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. 